Amos chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Hear this word that the Lord hath spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Can two walk together, except they be agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he have taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but He revealeth His secret unto His servants the prophets. The lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? Amen and Amen. In the middle of this passage, we have seven rhetorical questions, all expecting a negative answer. God had chosen His people Israel out of Egypt, and they were His church. They were His chosen people. They were the family, the whole family, that He had brought up and made His own. He had set His affection upon them. And because of that fact, He was going to judge them because they had turned away from such privileges and blessings that He had poured out upon them. And thus the first couple of verses, where the Lord says in verse 2, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. It was the Israelites. And because God had chosen to know them, because they had received such great blessings from God, therefore, as a result of that, I will punish you for all your iniquities. The nations of the world could continue on in their iniquities. They didn't know better, and they hadn't been favored like the people of Israel knew better and had been favored. The first rhetorical question is verse 3, Can two walk together except they be agreed? No, God and Israel weren't going to get along very well with God being a God of holiness and righteousness and Israel living sinfully and returning to idolatry every opportunity they had. So it's a no. And the rest of these questions, I don't want to distract us with old lions, young lions, and trapping birds and the work of a fowler, but all the questions are to be answered negatively. All seven of them. And the point is that the Lord is going to judge His people. If a trap has been set for, for birds or for any prey, it's not going to be taken up until it's caught something. A lion is not going to roar until it is so close to its prey that it can't escape. Because otherwise it works by stealth and speed. And all the examples work up toward verse 6. Shall a trumpet, and this is the warning trumpet of an enemy approaching, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? No, when that, when that alarm goes off in a city, the people are afraid. Shall there be evil in a city, 
and the Lord hath not done it. If Israel's walls are broken down and a foreign enemy comes in upon a city, how did it happen? The Lord's done it. And these are all to be understood and corrected. There's no evil in a city. No, there's no evil in a city if the Lord has not done it. The last part of verse 6. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but He revealeth His secret unto His servants, the prophets. The punishment of sin always is preceded by a warning of God's preachers. You do not have to wonder if God's going to just surprise blast you and you don't even know what He's blasting you for. God is not like that. He's better than any earthly father and He's fair and He presents the truth. And so we have this seventh verse telling us why Amos was prophesying of coming judgment upon Israel. The lion hath roared, who will not fear? And the lion is God through the mouth of His prophets. The Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? Now today, if the Lord is merciful to us, there may be ten verses we get to cover that are the second half of Second Peter chapter 2. And in those verses, we are going to hear warnings about false prophets and severe, graphic, metaphorical, and plain judgment and condemnation upon them from the Lord. Now, while they may be at a distance from us, they will eventually get to us and they will arise in our midst. But until then, let us take the warnings and apply them to ourselves personally, lest we have any of the character traits of the traits of the false teachers and the dupes that follow them. Let's not hold it out at arm's length and say we don't face that danger like Peter saw in Second Peter 2 and Jude saw in his epistle, let's embrace it and apply it to ourselves and make it real today. We are starting into the next 35 years of our church's history, and we want to start it by humbling ourselves every time the Word of God is open to us. The lion hath roared. Jesus Christ is coming again, and He doesn't care about your self-righteousness or how you measure anything. He's going to measure you by the infallible judge of His Word and by His perfect holiness, before which godly men like Job, like Isaiah, like John, like Peter, fell on their faces before Him, confessing that they were wicked and that the Lord should leave them and that they needed deliverance from their sins. Let us... Hear the lion's roar today. Let us know that the Lord God hath spoken through His Apostle Peter and that we have His words for our warning. Let us pray. O Lord God, our Father in heaven, we humble ourselves before Thee. O Lord, we know that around us very, very few in this generation Fear Thee and tremble before Thee. But, O Lord, do not let it be true of this church. Heavenly Father, we need You to stir us up one by one. The Lord hath roared, and we should be afraid. Your hatred against sin and compromise, Your hatred against rebellion against civil authorities, and walking after our lusts in the uncleanness of our flesh, Lord, have mercy upon us today that the Word of God will speak to every one of us. That those that need to be convicted will be convicted. Those needing conversion will be converted. Those that are not fully committed 
will be committed. O Lord God, grant us a measure of Thy Holy Spirit that will speak to our hearts by the preaching, by the praying, by the singing, by the Word of God, and speak to us directly to humble us. O Lord, cause us to fall before Thee and to examine ourselves in the glorious light of Your Gospel and of Your holiness. Heavenly Father, we tremble before Thee this day. We do not want to go through Second Peter 2, the second half, as an intellectual exercise of dividing Scripture and explaining it, but rather applying it to our lives. Oh Lord, the safety of this church is not just waiting for some false teacher to arrive on the scene, but it is daily in our lives to put down our flesh, to mortify it, to put it to death, to set our affection on things above. Heavenly Father, to put on our new man and to put off the old man, to keep our hearts with all diligence, lest they be exercised in covetous or fleshly practices. Heavenly Father, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Without Thee, we can do nothing. All that we have to this point in our church history, all that we have that is good in our families, all that we know to be good in our hearts and minds is by Your grace, and we thank Thee. Heavenly Father, but we forget and we choose to forget those things which are behind. For we cannot rest on such laurels, but we must press ahead to finish our race. O oh Lord, a miler does not care what he did for the first three quarters, for the first three laps. All that matters is how will he run his last lap. Lord God, bless us that we will humble ourselves this day, girding up the loins of our mind, setting our affections where they belong, to embrace the truth, to take the warnings, not against others, but against ourselves. Oh, Father, we do not want to play in Your house. We do not want to play with Your Word. We do not want to play with the faith once delivered to the saints. Help us, O oh Lord, to earnestly contend for it in our hearts, in our lives, and in this church, we pray the same blessing upon every other church of sincere saints everywhere and anywhere in the world that have assembled this day to seek your face. Open the word of God to them. Convict, convert, and lead them to repentance and commitment as well. Heavenly Father, bless their pastors that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified this day. We thank You for our nation and we pray for its leaders Amen. that we might continue to have total freedom to worship Thee according to Thy Word as we do this day. Be with us now, O Lord. Come among us. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be with this candlestick. See all that we do. And O Lord, speak the Word and lift us up in the Holy Ghost. And as we open our doors to Thee, O oh Lord, do come in and sup with us. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.